Welcome to Series 2, Episode 4 of Two From Two Cubed. This week, we were joined by the wonderful Emily McParland from Essex Wildlife Trust. Emily has been at Essex Wildlife Trust since 2017 and has worked her way up to become the Communications Manager. We took the opportunity to sit down and speak to Emily about what it's like managing both online and offline media for Essex Wildlife Trust. We asked what marketing methods they use and why they use them, because that's the most important question to ask. We touch on the growth of their online social media platforms and how their the numbers of followers and engagement has just skyrocketed over the past three years. Of course, we talk to Emily about how Essex Wildlife Trust have been using video and how they haven't just been using video to shoot, you know, pretty wildlife and and animals and beautiful scenery, but also to help make a more transparent organisation to showcase all the different people that work there. Emily speaks about how Essex Wildlife Trust has got a staff base of over 200 people and how they've been utilising all 200, well, as many of them as they possibly can, to feature in the videos to really show the breadth of work that Essex Wildlife Trust do. We also talked to Emily about how she's taken multiple campaigns under her wing and made them so much better. One particular example goes from a sign up of just 764 people to over 3,000 people in just three years. Now, without further ado, less of my rambling, let's jump straight into the episode. start every podcast with um the question who are you i am emily mcparland and i'm the communications manager for essex wildlife trust nice good start so um who are essex wildlife trust so essex wildlife trust is a local conservation charity in essex it's one of the 46 wildlife trusts around the county And Essex is actually one of the biggest ones. So our aims are to protect wildlife and to educate others and to inspire inspire people to to protect wildlife for the future. Cool. And what does your role encompass? It's a very varied role. Uh, My role, I get to manage the media. So I get to try and increase our exposure through using the media. I get to look at our digital accounts. This includes, you know, making videos and digital campaigns. I get to do other other campaigns and involve kind of um, younger people. We're trying to form this other campaign called Wilder Essex. We're trying to okay. encourage other younger people to kind of stand up for the wildlife and the environment. So kind of every day is different. Yeah. You know, some days I do actually get to dress up as a badger in a big Brilliant. badger costume. Okay. And <laughs> right. You know? yeah, nice. nice. I like it. Bit of everything. Um, so you sort of touched on a couple of different uh, campaigns and things that you do in your role and yes. um, what specific marketing methods um, do you incorporate into the, the comms at Essex Wildlife Trust? So it kind of changes for different campaigns. We have in terms of social media we've got three main channels we use the Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and of that we have around 38,000 followers on these platforms. Amazing. And it is it's actually amazing because that now equals the number of members we have physically. Oh, okay. So it's it's balanced entirely. Yeah. So we have our traditional members that support the organisation, and now we have this whole new 
growth of these digital online followers. Some yeah. of them will be both, but we're yeah. able to yeah. tap into a whole new audience through that. Platform. And do you do you sort of um, see those digital followers increasing at a consistent rate? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's definitely increased. That was one of my main roles when I started in April 2017, was to look at the kind of digital side because. It was, all, it was often seen as time-consuming and the people that were running it maybe didn't have the expertise. They mm. didn't know anything about yep. videos and they'd never kind of trialed it before. It was just kind of sharing some nice wildlife photos and yeah. occasionally pushing certain events. Yeah. But we kind of heavily invested into it and we now have quite a bigger communications and marketing team. Yeah. So we've grown. I, I can't remember the exact numbers when we started, but I know Instagram, we had, I think it was 700 followers, and now we've almost hit 9,000 wow. in two years. Amazing. And the same, we've had a constant growth. We kind of grow yeah. by about 600 followers a month. And you've, wow. and you've tapped into the next generation there as well, haven't yes. you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, we had a, a little look at some of the videos that you've done. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about um, the series that you've created. Wild about Essex. That you feature in. <laughs> 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 Tell us a little bit about that, about that and... Uh, the premise of that series, why why you started doing doing that? Well, we were making a lot of videos kind of all of the time. So we had kind of different videos between promoting the wildlife that we have and encouraging people to be inspired by that. You know, you look at your news feed and you see like incredible video. You, you want to click on it. You yeah. want to interact with it. Yep. But then also we wanted to be more transparent as an organization. So then we, then we featured a lot more interviewee style okay. videos. So this yep. was going to reserves and talking to the warden about some of the work you might see because some yep. people might have no idea and, you know, we're yep. not just going to put signs absolutely everywhere mm. around the reserve telling yep. people everything. So we kind of thought, you know, we were having a lot go out and we thought maybe it would be good to try and bring a lot together into kind of a monthly theme. And we were inspired by some other shows like Spring Watch and things like this. Yeah. We thought it would be kind of fun to trial making our own one. So yeah. there are three main people in it. Yes, that that is the communications and marketing <laughs> team. <laughs> but we try and encourage as many staff to get involved. So yeah. it's also been a really good internal communications tool yeah. because it's a really good way to try and encourage people to be more better spokespeople yeah. getting people are terrified getting in front of the camera and yeah. people are yep. terrified of talking to the media because they think everyone's going to spin the conversation and everyone's out to yeah. get them yeah. twist it to, yeah, uh, yeah what, what, did, what did you find the response was internally and externally internally it has been it has been amazing and more people are willing to get involved Good. people that Excellent. i know when i started would have never gone near the camera they're now yeah. actually getting in touch with us going oh we've actually got this cool thing you know would you want to come, come along and film it, it? you know and i guess Brilliant. i could talk a little bit on it and and i think that's sort of that's one of the most important things is that, as you say, most people, when you say, oh, come and do an interview with us, their immediate thought is, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> yes. yeah. But if you sort of introduce it as, and you you explain as to how that video can be used and how it can benefit the organisation, how mm. it can benefit them personally, it, it just opens up so many doors. Especially because they're passionate individuals anyway, especially yeah. about yeah. what they they do. Yeah. Exactly. We, they already, we already have that passion in the trust and we already have so much expertise. It was just trying to kind of control that yeah, and then honestly, trying to yeah. like help them, give them the confidence to take that next step. Yeah. I know there is a lot of people. When I first led this digital campaign, 30 Days Wild, which we do kind of every June and as a trust, we were trying to kind of make videos every single day to show the different, all sorts of things that you can do to engage with wildlife and nature and yeah. for help, to help well-being as well. Yeah. And some people that I approached 
it took about three hours to film maybe a two minute video. Yep. Were just the outtakes were insane. They were just, you know, <laughs> stumbling. World, yeah. yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just gonna stand there with the camera going, you know, it's fine, it's fine, you can do this. And they're like, I'm so sorry, it's just really nerve wracking. Now, these people, two years on, there's two people I can think of in particular. They do everything in first take. They say, yep. I actually really like doing media things. They're putting themselves <laughs> forward. We've got them lined up to go on national television interviews. Brilliant. And they give presentations in front of hundreds of people. And it yeah. does it does really help that. It helps yeah. us as an organisation, but it helps so people. So here's something. What, um, what <laughs> advice or tips and tricks would you give to somebody who's thinking about stepping in front of the camera? What were some of the things that you sort of passed on to those people who you've been filming within your organisation? Firstly, is just to relax yeah. and to realise that we're not trying to, you know, get you. No, yeah. they're not trying to get you. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Especially when we, you know, when I talk to people because we, we regularly get new spokespeople on the radio and in front of TV and it's like, right, mm. and people say, what am I going to do if they ask a controversial question? It's like, yeah. but they're not, you know, we've, we've got the press release, this is what's been picked up. They're not going to yeah. suddenly spin it because that doesn't, that doesn't work with the flow yeah. of the story. They're yeah. not yeah. constantly going to try and throw in things <laughs> that are going to generate some angry media. Yeah. So it's, and then it's also one of the huge things has been telling people that they are experts. Yep. Because we are in an echo chamber in Essex Wildlife Trust in that we have some extreme experts in the country who, you know, are renowned in the country for being yeah. the experts on water voles and things like this. But then because of all the staff members that work with them so closely, the people that work with closely are also experts, yeah. but they yeah. just don't regard themselves because they're not the leading expert. Yeah. But we forget as an organisation compared to the average person, we all know so much more. Yeah. So when someone says, oh, can we get an expert in seals or something like this? And someone goes, oh, well, no. Like I haven't been leading the most renowned yeah. research about you, these seals. You don't, I don't need think to. I yeah. can do it. You don't. We all know so much, and it's yeah. giving people the confidence that you know it. You talk about it every day. Yeah. You are an expert. Yeah. They're not going to ask anything. Uh, crazy. That is that is one of the things is that yeah you put someone in front of camera and they suddenly forget that yeah they are out every single day saying what you want them to say on video but exactly. it's because that you put a camera in front that they go oh no i don't know that i don't yeah. know that but actually every day they're doing that they know that yeah and that, yeah, that yeah. is the biggest thing it is confidence yeah exactly and that's what these little videos they're kind of like the gateway to getting to the media so it's yeah. the initial start and once they have the confidence oh i can do that and then we try and get them to do kind of selfie videos and it's talk to yeah. yourself send them in and there's kind of the next steps and then when they realize I can do all of these things. Yep. It's, something seems to click. click. So I guess yeah. the end goal for you is to have self-generating content. The content will just start yep. flowing in without you having to, in a sense, do too much. Yes. Yeah. And that was something we definitely trialed this year with our 30 Days Wild campaign. For people that don't know, um, we try and get everyone outside doing something wild in yep. nature every single day in June. So it's for all 30 days. And there's a reason we try and do this because the results from the last five years have shown that going outside and doing something every day makes you feel better. Yep. So we do surveys. It's a national campaign run by the Wildlife Trust. And we, we run surveys before and after and how you feel. And everyone feels better. Yep. So the proof is there. So it's, yeah, it yeah. is definitely a wellness campaign. And the first year I launched it, I was kind of the first one doing any videos of digital content. I wanted to do a video every day. And as I said, people were reluctant to go in front of the yeah. camera and everything was taking a long time. So I, I can't remember the number of hours of toil I worked that <laughs> month. I, my well-being didn't feel that no. much better. <laughs> but the next year, we had an intern that year. And it's like, okay, there's two of us, you know, anything is possible. But yep. we were still 
quite ambitious and we were like, well, we want to do it bigger and better, but we still want to do the video every day. And it was, it was equally a very tough yeah. month. And then I was like, okay, we need, to, we need to look at this again because we were going out to different reserves and filming people. And we thought, okay, this just isn't sustainable. You know, us going out to all these different places, it's yeah. it, when we could be getting the content and delivering it ourselves. Hmm. So this year, the big thing was we were trying to get people to send in selfie videos on okay. their phone. Okay, yeah, brilliant. Because things will be getting, if you look at kind of the other ones like BBC Earth and all this, a lot of them have been doing selfie videos because it's yeah. more kind of friendly and realistic. It's more so, real. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, exactly. It's a bit more rough and ready, but it's... You know, if we want to be transparent, yeah, that's, and the, saying that you you think about me. the video quality now on mobile phones, it's not actually exactly. that rough and ready, is it? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's presentable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's apps on phones that you can immediately make it look good. Yeah. You can make it square. You can yeah. add subtitles on. Yeah. You know, so there's we did no that. excuse anymore. No, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, but that that's brilliant, and it's sort of it's quite refreshing to to hear that you're sort of taking full advantage of the sort of the digital marketing world yeah. so why do you feel that digital comms is so important for charities in particular it's the way that everything's moving forward things are moving more digitally you know we were talking before about sustainability and it is a big issue kind of printing all this paper yeah. and if people don't use it you know if you mm -hmm. if you get given a leaflet and has something really interesting on it but you know, our lives are so busy, you forget. So you either lose the leaflet or you open it up and then you've got to look to see the URL and then you've got to go onto your computer yeah. or go onto your phone, you've got to yeah. go into the URL and then do it. Whereas if it's immediately on your phone to begin yeah. with, it just streamlines the whole and, process. And I think one of the most um, important things and things that is great about digital is the immediate response. Mm. You can hand out two, like 200,000 leaflets but you don't actually know whether you've actually impacted those 200,000 people. Yeah. Whereas on your social media account, you know that you've got X amount of followers. You can look at all the stats for who's clicked on that link, yeah. how many views on the video, yeah, all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, you, and can you can tweak it as you go. Yeah. With a flyer, yes. it's already printed. It's yeah. done. Yeah. Once yeah. it's printed, that's it. Whereas if you put a video out that actually people are saying is too long, you can edit that video, make it shorter exactly. and put it out again. Nobody will even know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is a big worry, you know, when we print interpretation for signage for reserves and when mm -hmm. we print our magazine, you know, the second things are printed, it is dated. Yep. You have to yep. be so careful with the wording and everything, yeah. whereas we can live in real time yep. on digital. Yeah. So why, um, so although that is where people are going, why do you feel that some charities sort of aren't willing to take the the jump into digital what what do you think it is that is holding them back from doing so well there's a couple of things definitely resources yes you know charities we we run on as <laughs> little money and yeah. we rely on the support of our members yeah so you know we have been lucky that we've been we've been using free platforms and luckily mm -hmm. you know we have the cameras in-house already that were donated previously right so we have these skills whereas we're quite a large organization in Essex we have kind of over 200 members of staff right, and almost yeah. 2,000 volunteers right. but other smaller ones yeah. starting up you know this can seem so daunting mm -hmm. but I think you you kind of touched on something really powerful with what you did did with the the last uh, 30 days wild is that you actually got everybody else to do the video for, for you yes. so there are sort of although it may seem impossible there are actually ways that you can sort of still make it happen exactly. and produce that content yeah. that will engage people on social media. And do you think it's given you a leg up on those other 46 charities as well? 
um, moving on to digital and being so successful online? Do you think that's helped maybe get a little bit of a leg up? Yeah, so we kind of work, we work individually as different wildlife trusts, but we are all under the same umbrella. Yeah. But Essex Wildlife Trust was definitely one of the leading ones with video content. Mm. We had members from the Wildlife Trust national team get in touch with us going, you know, how are you making your videos? What yeah. are you doing? Wow, yeah. wow, you're, you're kind of <laughs> leading the way. And that was really reassuring to hear. But yeah. it was also quite surprising that, you know, big national team hadn't tried to step up into this yet. Yeah. But yeah, when people realise that it's not going to cost the world. No. Nope. And training is available and yeah. easy and there's so many resources to do it. It, it's great to take that step. Yeah, huh. definitely. So you spoke a, a little bit about um, TV, radio and things like that. How mm-hmm. has that impacted um, Essex Wildlife Trust? Has it been sort of uh, through just raising awareness or getting people to sign up? Or how, how have you sort of used those TV appearances to your advantage? So it's definitely more of the awareness It's letting more people know about some of the projects and campaigns that we do because although digital is fantastic and of course if something goes viral it reaches huge numbers Mm -hmm. but the chances of that are increasingly slim as more people move to digital. More and more content. Yeah, Yeah. but TV and radio it still has that really reliable and regular audiences and also that is what still our membership base is kind of the age range where people are more willing they're watching you know the tv every night they're watching lucky they're watching itv anglia Mm. they're watching the big national shows yeah so that is kind of playing into that market if they're wanting to support us and become members yeah whereas kind of one-off appeals and big things that can be shared you know petitions and all this stuff they're great for digital and i think you you kind of touched on a really important thing there is it's about demographics yes there's no point in signing up to every social media platform out there if that's not where your demographics are yeah if your demographic are of an older generation chances are they're not going to be on facebook and on twitter and things like that so as you say yeah using those channels yeah is much better for you and a much more valuable use of your resources than doing it elsewhere yeah but increasingly as you say um the demographic of Facebook is changing dramatically. Yes. Yep. So, you know, yeah. we're seeing a lot of people who are members, who are older, who, you know, we, you wouldn't think five years ago would be using yeah. it. And then, of course, Instagram's growing exponentially. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And it, it's sort of, it's quite interesting with the social media platforms because it has sort of um, split quite nicely. Instagram's for your, your youngsters. Yep. Twitter's for your sort of like 20s to 30s. And then Facebook is 40 plus now. Mm. That's basic. And that's a really important thing to pay attention to because then you know where your audiences are going to be and what content you need to be sharing for each platform yeah. and, and so on and so forth. So why why do you feel it's important to utilise uh, the strengths of your team um, and the Essex Wildlife Trust team um, to promote the services that you offer as opposed to just having one single face of Essex Wildlife Trust? Because that wouldn't be realistic. (laughs) If we had it, things are changing in reality too. You know, people used to endorse celebrities to do their things. Mm. And obviously now it's more influencers because people want real people. Like, of course, we have our CEO who's a great speaker, who's really passionate and he'll talk at the big events and he is the leader of the organisation. But equally, people want to know who is on the ground. You know, who are they going to see if they go to the nature reserves? Who's working in the cafe? Who's doing this? We have so many different kind of 
arms of Essex Wildlife Trust, it it wouldn't do it justice if we just had. So it's a, there's a level of truth to it as well. When you hear a CEO or a celebrity talk about your brand or your organisation, yeah. as an audience member, you are almost like, yeah, you've been paid to do that. Yeah. You've been paid to say that. So when you do see that everyday person, it is a lot more truthful and you connect with that person a lot more, yeah. I feel. So it's, 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 it's use video. Yeah, it certainly will resonate with your audience more seeing real life people doing the real oh, work thanks. as opposed yeah. to, yeah, your, your chief officer. However amazing they are, they're still the chief officer they're high up in the company yep. or charity rather and their their view is going to be very different to someone who's on the ground potentially um so yeah it's it's quite nice to know and hear that you do take full advantage of using everyone from every position in the organization to get that broader more honest view yeah. of how things actually are Mm. And it helps it helps people internally as well because you know some of my role is internal communications alongside this and it's good for career development having yeah. you know giving people that opportunity if you feel like you're always kind of down at the bottom or oh, I'm never going to get the opportunity to do this but actually you know if you're extremely knowledgeable about a certain species or you've been putting on this really cool event you know, we're not going to go no sorry you know, you're not high enough to get that exposure. We're going to go, yeah. wow, this is great. What a great job. Yeah. Do you want to try and do this? If they're a bit nervous, we help support them. And then that will give them the confidence, hopefully, that they can see themselves, you know, yeah. moving up doing the that. next step. And also, because the Essex Wildlife Trust is a big organisation, I can imagine there's probably a lot of staff who don't necessarily know everything that's happening all day every day with the charity so, so producing these videos allows somebody who works in the cafe to find out what somebody who works in the office is doing to yeah. make an impact to that charity in a way it's a great team building activity isn't it yeah. i guess even though it is remotely you're still meeting members of the essex wildlife trust foundation i guess in a yeah. way like yeah yeah it helps build that community internally mm, yeah. and in turn that helps us promote the charity more because we're all proud of being part of this happy you know yeah. <laughs> it becomes yeah. it becomes give Getting and take doesn't yeah. it yeah. Yeah. yeah you're giving yeah. them an the opportunity and then they give you the opportunity to share their story mm. yeah so you saw you spoke to us about um the 30 days wild um chat, uh, campaign that is very much a, a digital focus campaign yeah um and you sort of mentioned that you um you took that under your wing when you joined the organization why did you do that well, I remember when I first started, it was it's quite nerve wracking because I wanted to work in my background is conservation. Okay. I have a master's degree in conservation and I wanted to get a job at the end. And it yeah. is quite difficult to get yes. jobs in conservation charity. Yeah, I can mm -hmm. imagine. But I'd, I'd had all this comms experience with various volunteering positions. I volunteered at another organization for kind of six months in their comms team and schools team. So I learned a lot more when I got so when I got Essex Wildlife Trust, I felt extremely fortunate but I was obviously quite nervous. And I remember mm. my first week, the CEO kind of pulled me aside and said, so what do you think of this campaign? I was a bit like, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I think it's really good because it had been running for two years at that point. Yep. I kind of started in mid-April. The campaign was about to launch in June. Right. And my team had said, yeah, do you want to, you know, do you want to do something with it? You know, you can do something with it. But it was yeah. entirely up to me. Right. And obviously <laughs> I knew that there was kind of this hesitation of what, what's it going to do? Because it's not, it's not a membership campaign. So it's not going to, you know, bring in members, not going to bring in yep. money. And kind of, I, I, yeah, I took it under my wing. And yeah, I may have killed myself making videos <laughs> <In> that, <laughs> first year, yeah. that first month. It was quite intense, 
but it, it's created this massive change and I'm so glad I did because that has been a big stepping thing that we can then talk about throughout the year and then that yeah. is the main spokesperson platform we've got and it's it's the huge awareness campaign it's the well-being campaign not everything is about securing money it's a huge part of charity yes we need monies to run but also we need to be doing we need to be raising awareness yeah and in this day and age more and more people will get behind an organization who isn't just all about the money yeah. but is actually about you know standing up for a really important cause mm. and i think you're kind of blessed with the essex wildlife trust because that is the main purpose of the charity yes but a lot of other organizations are m making more of an effort to say that they're doing stuff for the environment say that they're doing doing all these things because actually that's what people want to hear yeah. they don't just want to hear what you're doing day in day out they want to hear what impact you're making in numerous different places yeah, i was gonna say prove it as yeah. simple as that prove it yeah. yeah so you've spoken that about your sort of use of um video and you sort of are producing tons and tons and tons of video content mm. um why do you feel that that is helping with the success of your marketing what is it about video that enables that success to happen it's the way that everything is moving so people aren't looking at the stationary pictures as much more or especially not you know previously you might have put up a facebook post that was just a bit of paragraph of text yeah mm -hmm. but now if you saw that you'd immediately go oh gosh scroll, no scroll that's awful that, yeah and you know you see a nice picture and you think like oh nice but you scroll yeah and the video there's is, no engagement it's, then. Yeah, yeah it's what catches your eye it's it's a really really powerful tool and then from that you know we can think of the ways to link people We've had some really successful videos that have been important. We've had um, some urgent appeals okay. and urgently trying to get people to sign petitions about certain developments and things. And this have led to, you know, these have been shared hundreds of times and led to serious engagement and people taking part in the campaign. So it's yeah. really good for those, you know, urgent, we need your help. Share this mm. with your friends and family. Come yep. on, everyone. Let's come together and do this. Yeah. And as you say, people are more willing to engage with it. So when you mm. ask someone to share, someone is very likely to share whereas if you write a two paragraphs of text on facebook and ask people to share it they probably won't get to the part where mm. it asks them to share it looks like one of those copy and paste kind of spam yeah. emails yeah. that you get yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, God. And, it, and as you say in this day and age that's not what people want to see social media platforms are designed for video so if you're not using video content you're actually missing a massive trick mm. and you're yeah la potentially lacking on tons of engagement that as you've sort of seen and have evidenced, can make a huge difference. Yeah. The, the main thing is that videos are emotive and they are immersive. So yeah. they make you feel like you're a part of it. They take you on this journey. They can change your emotions. You know, you can go through a lot of emotions in just kind of two-minute video. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And that that is what makes people want to create change. Yeah. Yes, you can have a powerful picture. And it used to be a picture speaks a thousand words. I don't know how many words a video now speaks because yeah. it's just the whole next step. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I mean, that is it. You need two minutes and you can do so much. Yeah. So, so much. Um, so along with the digital marketing, what traditional marketing methods do you still use? So do you still produce postcards and leaflets and things like that? And if so, have you noticed a, a change in that with your, your sort of use of more digital comms? 
So we do still use all the traditional methods currently. Mm -hmm. If you are a member, you receive um, three magazines a year with an events leaflet of events happening over the next kind of three months. <laughs> and then a few kind of leaflets of some main campaigns or events that are happening. Um, in as well as this, we have 11 visitor centers right. and they all produce posters for all of their events. Okay. And they kind of deliver these to schools that come along. And so it's very, it's really important in, in that regards because things like schools and things like other organizations that still use the notice boards yep. and it attracts certain demographics that mm. we still have to have that. But uh, increasingly, more people that are coming to our events, we have forms of, you know, how did you find out about yeah. this, are saying social media. Yeah. So it is probably going to slow down. You know, we want more people to go to the to the website because if you see a poster... And even if it doesn't have a website link, if it has call this number, you're yeah. going to call up to book onto an event. Yeah. Whereas if you see it online, you'll also get exposed to other appeals that are going oh, on yeah, to membership. Yeah, exactly, and it yeah. can lead to this journey. And then if you've seen the nice web page, you'll go, oh, I saw that. I'll go again. Yeah. Whereas with a leaflet, it's just the one-time use. And do, you, do you find a lot of that? Have you found that change online, with, especially when it comes to online donations? Is there now... Do you get more donations online or is it still physical i suppose again it's that split is that split yeah. yeah so when we advertise things in the magazine you know our members that have supported us for this is essex wildlife trust 60th year so mm, some right, members have yeah. been with us from the beginning yep. and they want to write a check they want to send it in the post they want to see yep. it physically and then for the more one-off kind of sporadic ones we definitely get those donations online so we mm. we still rely really heavily on both, on both i don't yeah. know I, obviously, as time changes, it will probably be less physical. But yeah. for now, we really yeah. have to kind of embrace both. both of them. Yeah, which I think is quite an important oh, point, definitely. point because it's not just about going whole hog to one of them and forgetting entirely about the other. Because, yeah, yeah as you say, you've, you've got both channels. You need to take full advantage of mm. both of those channels. And there's something in having like a physical copy of something as yes. well. Like you mentioned the magazines, like I've always been a bit of a sucker for magazines and I think it's <laughs> nice to have that physical yeah. item sometimes, yeah. especially if you're a member as well. You expect to get something from exactly. that, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So definitely. Yeah. What key marketing methods um, have you seen the best return on investment from? Hmm. Tricky one. Um, I'd probably say, I, although it's physical, the magazine is really, really, really good tool. Yeah. Because that is where we launch the big appeals and the big things, and then that is what that is what bring, brings in often the checks, which often tend to be the bigger amounts than yeah. people, you know donating mm. five pounds online. Yeah. yeah. So the yeah. magazine is our our big three year thing. Like that is our showcasing piece. Yep. Everything else is nothing kind of in So how often does the magazine come out? Three times a year. Three times a year. Yes. And is that only available to members? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you have to be a member. That's the special thing you get. Yeah. It's the yeah, main yeah. thing, you know. Our membership is only three pounds a month, so it's not like with National Trust, you know, you get free. That's, you a, get that's a cup of coffee, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Exactly. So can you become a member online? I take it you've got an yep. online form. Yeah. Yep. Can you still do it physically? Yeah. We've yep. got it all. Oh. We still have some membership recruiters that go to sites and talk oh, to people okay. and tell yeah. them, you know, what is Essex Wildlife Trust? Yeah. A lot of people just think, oh, I'll just go to my local nature reserve and go to a walk. Oh, I'll just go to the visitor centre. They've got a nice cafe there. They might have an event, but they don't know about this whole network of nature reserves and yeah. of activities and everything we've got yeah. going on. So it is still important to have people physically there telling people and offering them yeah um 
So one final question to sort of uh, wrap up is sort of an over uh, like a con- conclusion. Why do you think that charities need to use more and more digital marketing? Um, what is the importance and value of doing so? The main importance in communications is to reach more people. And as more people are coming online, we need to fully embrace that. It is really powerful. You can change it, adapt it to what you want, whether it is donations, memberships, awareness. There's a whole suite of things. So we've got to be moving forward. Communications changes all the time, and that is the way it's going. Yeah. Excellent. And most importantly, where can we find you online? www.essexwt.org.uk. Perfect. And social media? Have you got the same handle across them all? We are at Essex Wildlife on Twitter and then at Essex Wildlife Trust on Facebook and Instagram. Marvellous. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. And that is the end of the episode. It was really interesting to speak to Emily and learn about how demographics change across different platforms. And we think that this is something that you as a listener should take away from this because it's not about blasting your message out across all the platforms with exactly the same message, but it's actually considering each individual platform for its different demographics and target your content to each one specifically. It's really interesting to hear how video has boosted both their internal and external communications. As we spoke about, Essex Wildlife Trust has a staff base of over 200 people. So it's very hard for every staff member to know exactly what's going on across the organization. However, by them utilizing that video, they've enabled their staff to understand what, you know, each person in each department in each area actually gets up to. It's also amazing to hear how Essex Wildlife Trust are leading the way for the National Wildlife Trust organization with their digital content. The fact that the National Wildlife Trust got in touch with Essex Wildlife Trust and said, how are you producing all these videos? It's just fantastic. It goes to show that it's not about the size of your organization. It's about the brains and the thinking behind each video that you produce. To sum it all up, Emily finished it perfectly. You need to go online with your content and your marketing because it's where people are going. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, we think that you may well enjoy listening to some of the previous episodes from both this series and the last series. And you can do so by visiting our website at twocube.co slash TFTC. You can also listen to our podcasts on Anchor, Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and probably some other places as well. So if you want to go check it out. If you want to get in touch, shoot us an email to hello at twocube.co or you can tweet us at twocubedcreate. And with that, we shall speak to you on episode five.